0: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. If you're a pro here on YouTube, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by objective unknown, I made a floor form in pisses zone. I've now been working with this new company for just over a month, and I'm a heavy appliance repair person. And when you start in a new place, you're always going to clash with someone who thinks they know your job better than you do. And yeah, that's where the story starts with a know it all foreman, who I'm going to call Foreman Frank for short. This guy's job is to make sure his workers are on task and staying safe. Foreman Frank has no relationship with me. I work on the machines. My friend's the property manager and has his own company. All the machines are in a state of disrepair. They had a crappy contractor doing the work. Since I've been here, the downtime has drastically dropped, and I get a huge bonus at the end of the month that reflects it. Last night just so happened to be one of those nights where I was called in early because one of the dryers went down. I got it fixed no problem. Took less than an hour. Unfortunately, as I'd finished working on it, another one went down. The thing you need to know about the way I work is my safety comes first. I have all ten fingers, ten toes, and that's a source of pride for me. I know too many mechanics in the field missing a finger, a toe, or have nice big scars running up and down their arms. Well, the dryer that went down is an industrial dryer. It stands about 15 feet tall. The dryer door weighs at least 200 pounds. Just at a simple look I could tell it was an easy fix. I would have to go inside the drum and open a panel. There was lint clogging up one of the heating coil intakes. The machine stops of a sensor's tripped, so it doesn't go up in a ball of fire. So I did what I do, disconnect all the power, grab my hand crank to remove the door. I will never go in a machine if there's any power and without removing the door. Well, Foreman Frank sees this and stomps over to me. The guy's in a huff because the machine's down, and I tell him what I'm about to do. It won't take long. Oh, on a side note, the police can run at full capacity if they have 13 of the 14 dryers up and running. Well, my answer wasn't good enough for him. In his words, the old mechanic never removed the doors. And I responded, well, yeah, the old mechanic's an idiot, and that's one of the many reasons he no longer has the contract. The guy flips out on me, saying he needs the freaking machine up and running, that he could easily get it up and running. He goes in all the time to pull the lint out. That'll sometimes work, but none of the machines have had a proper cleaning in years, so the panel needs to be removed and cleaned the guy's flipping out on me and says I'm ruining his production time and tells me he'll just do it himself. There's no point in wasting time or moving something like a door. Well, I radio to the office and say I'm having an issue with Foreman Frank. I'm coming to talk to them. Foreman Frank climbs in the dryer and calls me an idiot. I almost punched him, but had a better idea. I bump the machine as I walk past and head to the office. I hear a big thump as I'm halfway across the floor. I look back, and in the corner of my eye, I see the door of the dryer had slammed shut. These dryers are at least 40 years old. There's no way to open them from the inside. Well, you can if you have a screwdriver. I walked away, went to the office, and talked to them for half an hour. They decided to come down and have a chat with Foreman Frank. No one on the floor knows where he is, and he's not answering the radio. Because all the copper in the dryer, the radio signals don't get out. I say, oh crap, the dryer's door is shut. The office manager's like, what? I say, come with me, he's stuck in the dryer. We get to it, and the guy's face is as white as a ghost and hiding the front of his pants. Foreman Frank got reprimanded by the office and had to do a walk of shame to his locker. He'd peed himself. I don't think he's going to witch at me for doing my job properly anymore. It may seem really mean and petty of me, and it was. I'm dealing with a lot right now issues with my ex-wife and i'm in no mood to deal with people's bs so considering the fact that op locked this guy in a dryer for half an hour do you think op went a little over the line here was it a bit too much to literally lock this guy inside an industrial dryer let me know what you guys think in the comments down below our next story is by routine opinion 9539 Man robbed store then slipped after encountering marines. Orville Smith, a store manager for Best Buy in Augusta, Georgia, told police he observed a male customer, later identified as Tyrone Jackson of Augusta, on surveillance cameras putting a laptop computer under his jacket. When confronted, the man became irate, knocked down an employee, drew a knife, and ran for the door. Outside on the sidewalk were four marines collecting toys for the Toys for Tots program. Smith said the Marine stopped the man, but he stabbed one of the Marines, Corporal Philip Duggan, in the back. The injury didn't seem to be severe. After police and an ambulance arrived at the scene, Corporal Duggan was transported for treatment. The subject was also transported to the local hospital with two broken arms, a broken ankle, a broken leg several missing teeth, possible broken ribs, multiple contusions, assorted lacerations, a broken nose and a broken jaw. Injuries he sustained when he slipped and fell off the curb after stabbing the Marine, according to a police report. I mean, I don't think anybody's really going to argue against what happened to the guy considering what they did. First of all, the stealing and then the stabbing. I don't know about you guys, but most people that go around and do something like that, if they uh, accidentally slip and fall on the curb and get a lot of injuries, I feel like most people don't get too upset about that. Our next story is by Pink Lady apples 7 giving a witchy sales assistant at Victoria's Secret a taste of her own medicine. So, a few years ago, my friend was pretty desperately looking for a job whilst in University. She was in the shopping center and went to Victoria's Secret and saw they were hiring on a poster outside the store. She went in and tried to speak to the sales assistant, who ignored her until she got right in her face. My friend asked how she could apply to work there, and the sales assistant looked her up and down and said, Look, hun, I don't think you're pretty enough for this job, but if you want, you can apply online. My friend was upset and left the store. After about five minutes, she marched back in and started asking the sales assistant to pull their most expensive pieces for her. She kept asking for different sizes, colors, if the sales assistant could check the back for her. After about an hour of wasting the sales assistant's time, it's time for her to pay. She goes to the counter, pulls out her wallet, but then asks the sales assistant if she can look at the pieces again. After inspecting them for another 5 minutes, she puts her wallet away and says, Hmm, I don't think these are pretty enough for me, and walks straight out of the store. Well, by God, it's a pretty revenge. And let's be clear here, although places like Victoria's Secret probably do discriminate like that, overly judge their employees, you gotta be a proper jerk for somebody to come in and ask about applying and just say to their face, I don't know, I don't think you're pretty enough. It's like, well, screw you and everything you stand for. This next story is also by Pink Lady Apples 07. Finding out I got the job, my arrogant family friend, who told me I was stupid, got rejected from. I have a close family friend who I grew up alongside. We had an intense rivalry when we were kids, and he loved to make fun of me. One of his favorite insults was to call me stupid and make me feel super incompetent. I remember a particular gathering when I was in year 7, when I jokingly confessed that I messed up a math test. He then spent the rest of the evening telling everyone at this gathering that he was a straight-A student and that I was a failure. Verbatim. He made digs about me being an idiot routinely for years, and at one point, it genuinely affected my self esteem. Anyway, our families grew apart. I got older and stopped seeing him for several years. Last week, though, I went to his sister's wedding and our families were talking. His mother mentioned that he applied for clerkships at the top tier law firms in our city. We're both law students, by the way. And he was rejected by them all. Everyone else tried to console him. He was visibly irritated by this and commented things like, Oh, it's really competitive. Hardly anyone gets in these days. I didn't say anything, but then his mother asked me if I was working, and I said yes, and then she asked where. At first, I contemplated saying something like, Oh, just a place in the city, but then I decided it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. So instead, I chose to look him straight in the face and name one of the firms he was rejected from. Everyone went silent for a minute and I can't explain how satisfying it was to see the astonished look on his face. Just to clarify though, I don't think grades or a fancy job are a measure of intelligence or a person's worth at all. But he definitely does and it was just a really petty win for me cause the guy was a total donkey. Yeah, usually it's pretty poor form to brag that you got a job that somebody else got denied from. But when it's somebody that literally for your entire life has been chiding you, putting you down, calling you dumb, incompetent, stupid, that's definitely one situation where you can say, oh yeah, who's the stupid one now? You might get called childish, you might get called petty, but honestly, it's worth it. This next story is by Steel Snap Dragon. I embarrassed a lunch thief in front of his colleagues. So I started a new job recently. I work in a small studio. There's several others in the building. Think open plan office with sections assigned to each studio. The person I had an altercation with doesn't work for my studio, just FYI. I eat lunch at 1ish, and most people eat at 12. I came down early to eat at 12, I made coffee, and while at the counter, noticed my Tupperware in the sink empty. Imagine my surprise when I turned around and saw a man I didn't know sitting down at the table with my food on his plate. He had just stuck it in the microwave. Acting rashly since I was mad, I sat down next to him and said, Hey, that looks good. Mind if I try it? Then before waiting for an answer, I yanked the plate away from him and snatched his fork out of his hand. He just blinked in shock, as did the other people there as I started eating. He then quite loudly asked what I thought I was doing, and I replied, Huh, you know, this was actually much better when I first cooked it. It probably lost some flavor in the fridge. He caught on quickly that it was my food and went a little red. I then asked him where he got the gall to steal someone else's lunch and then asked them what they were doing when they took it back. He stuttered out some nonsense about not knowing it was mine and I replied, well, you knew it wasn't yours, right? He just mumbled something like an apology and I said, that's no problem. It was nice he warmed it up for me at least, in an admittedly witchy tone, and then he just got up and left, and the people there just stared in silence. Two of the silent watchers, maybe his mates, I don't know, told me that I was rude to him and that there'd been a nicer way to go about it. I told them to think about how they'd feel if someone ate their food before saying they should focus on their lunch and I'll focus on mine. I mean, yeah, you literally cooked this food at home, brought it to work, put it in the fridge... And this dude took it out of the container, warmed it up, sat down and tried to eat it right in front of your face. Did he expect you to sit down and say, Excuse me, sir, but I believe that's my lunch. It may have been a simple mistake that you took it out of my container and put it on your plate and in the microwave and heated it up and we're going to eat it. Could I please have it back? No, you're going to rip into the dude. And our final story of the day is by Mike underscore Ox on Fire. Bad boyfriend takes the walk of ultimate shame. From a good friend who lives in South America. Not my story hers this happened about 16 years ago my friend let's call her maria had been dating a guy called oscar for two and a half years or so when she found out through the grapevine if you live in a small town you'll understand that oscar had betrayed her he'd been to a party got a girl drunk and slept with her. News of his actions had spread as gossip does. The worst part of it was that it seemed it wasn't the first time that it had happened by a long shot. Well, Mariah heard and plotted revenge. She invited him to her flat for a special afternoon of fun with her and her friend Vanessa. Oscar could not resist temptation, so he went. Picture the scene. He goes into the building where she lives, gets into the lift to go up to the 10th floor to get to her apartment. He rings the bell. He can hear music playing from behind the door. She opens the door and he walks in and sees that both his girlfriend Maria and her friend Vanessa are there, each wearing a sexy silk negligee. Maria is holding a blindfold and tells him to wear it. He agrees, and she puts it on him and tells him to strip. While he's busy, Vanessa puts her clothes back on, walked out of the apartment, leaving a doorstop to keep the door open, and called the lift. That's an elevator to you Americans. She then walked back in, grabbed Oscar's clothes, and threw them out the window into the car park below. She then left the apartment and went down the stairs, ringing doorbells as she descended. Maria had been leading Oscar around the apartment, disorientating him, and then let him out the apartment, closed the door behind her, and got in the lift alone, calling him an unfaithful jerk whose clothes are in the car park before the lift doors closed. Oscar ripped off his blindfold and must have realized how screwed he was as he had to walk down 10 flights of stairs, buck naked, passing laughing neighbors all the way. He collected his clothes and Maria never saw him again. I mean, honestly might be a little harsh, but I can't say I feel too bad for the guy. Nobody in their right mind likes a backstabbing cheater, right? Taking the ultimate walk of shame out to the car park to pick your clothes up probably is fitting for somebody that's promiscuous and sleeps around behind other people's back like that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me.